Welcome to the Practice Brave Podcast. I am the host, Brianna Battles, founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism and CEO of Everyday Battles. I'm a career strength and conditioning coach, entrepreneur, mom of two wild little boys, and a lifelong athlete. I believe that athleticism does not end when motherhood begins, and this podcast is dedicated to coaching you by providing meaningful conversations, insights, and interview topics related to fitness, mindset, parenting, and of course, all the nuances of pregnancy and postpartum. From expert interviews to engaging conversations and reflections, this podcast is your trustworthy, relatable resource for learning how to practice brave through every season in your life. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Practice Brave Podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking about athlete brain in a variety of contexts. And it's come up for me recently because I'm raising an intense competitive little athlete brain in the form of my nine-year-old. And he competed recently at a jiu-jitsu tournament, which was great. But I will tell you <laughs> that the lead up to the tournament was not great. It has it was a week filled of intensity and tears and really just trying to get a good idea of how to support Cade during this season, right? And when I say this season, it's really to examine him and what he needs to learn at a young age in order to navigate his life as a very competitive, driven, athletic kid. That's what really matters to me is being able to set him up so that he has the skills to understand what he needs to do in order to perform and feel good in a way where his brain is not working against him. It's working for him. Now, there's a lot that I can say about that because I really understand that brain. I understand exactly how he's motivated and what he needs and how he feels. And I think there's this misconception of these tough, driven, motivated, just yeah, really competitive and ambitious kids and people. If you're listening to this, maybe this is you too, that like we don't get as phased where we just go out there and perform or we go out there and we do what we need to do um, because we're so routine driven, because we have maybe so much energy or Um, It's a huge part of our identity. It's like what we know is how to perform, how to show up, how to do good. There's internal or intrinsic motivation. And also athlete brains tend to really struggle at an emotional level too. There is an incredible amount of anxiety and pressure that we put on ourselves, perhaps that we feel from the outside world. And so now as a mom who's raising this brain. And I don't know what my little one's brain is like just yet. He's still, um, he's like a lighthearted spirit in comparison to Cade. But with Cade, I see that he has, he has this brain. He has um, that intensity that honestly is, it's very innate. He's been like this since he was a baby. And I really mean that. Um, But with that, it's knowing how I can help guide him so that his, this incredible trait, his athlete brain He knows how to leverage that through his lifetime so that it doesn't backfire, so that it doesn't self-sabotage. And this is not going to be a perfect process for either of us navigating, 
but it's a process worth examining because what I see in my work and what's honestly distinguished a lot of my work is how I address the psychology of female athletes who are entering new seasons of their life, right? Pregnancy and postpartum. These seasons sort of force us to examine what our motivations are, how we've previously navigated our training, our um, our body image, our like our identity, and then what that looks like, how it shifts, how it changes, how it pauses in some ways as we enter a season like pregnancy and postpartum and then motherhood and then navigating a new life with a lot of these same traits of athlete brain. So people like me are learning much later in our life how to reassess how we go about doing things. We have to learn how to leverage these motivations and these belief systems and this drive in order to actually service, in order for us to truly be happy. And that is, that's really hard. (laughs) It's really hard to learn. It's really hard to learn in the trenches of motherhood. And I'm really trying to get ahead of that now with my own kid, because the whole week and the night before leading up to this tournament, he literally cried himself to sleep to the point where it didn't matter what I said to him. Didn't matter what I did. He just, at, at one point it was like, you need to go to sleep, put him in a bed. I go downstairs and I hear him him sobbing, like just crying. And this is a kid where who's like, he is so intense. He is so tough. Like he's just this great kid. You would never know that he has these really big feelings. And that is so many of us who have that kind of a competitive athlete brain. We're really driven. And um, with that, with that drive can also come fear and anxiety. I see that in him and I know that he has to walk through his own process and he doesn't need me as his parent to put more pressure on him. So when I talk to him about competing, I say, Cade, like, this is not about winning. I don't expect you to win. I do want you to learn how to compete because I promise you it will make you better for the rest of your life in everything that you do. You need to learn how to compete. You need to know how to win. You need to know how to lose. You need to know how to show up. You need to figure out what works, what's not working, how to make these adjustments, because that is going to make you better. Again, it's not about performance, especially like right now, like this, it didn't mean anything really. It's about getting out there and like getting reps of being in a competitive setting and individual sports really, really tough right? Like that's for all of you listening, maybe um, you played an individual sport. There's a different kind of pressure that comes with that. I was a swimmer before I um, transitioned over into water polo. And um, there's just a different dynamic and maybe you prefer one over the other. um, And it's good to learn how to compete and show up in both. So if you're a parent listening, this is a little bit of a tangent expose your kids to individual and team sports. I feel like it really helps them balance out the different experiences that they're going to have performing, competing, and um, navigating who they are as a little athlete. Again, that's probably a podcast for another day. But when you are somebody who has athlete brain, you're just this driven, ambitious, competitive person where a lot of your identity is based in 
what you do, what you look like, how you perform, you want to be the best, all of that. I get that. I am that. And it now kind of has manifested in different ways, but that's because I've learned to leverage that over time. So when we talk to our athletes, for example, if we're coaches, if we're talking to our kids, it's just giving them that perspective, right? It's being able to zoom out on what you actually want. So then we can make small adjustments, micro adjustments that improve our overall experience. It's learning to like acknowledge staying in the game. I don't want Cade to burn out. I just want to expose him to as much as possible for as long as possible. And when we look at ourselves entering different seasons where maybe our identity is shifting, our approach has to shift because maybe we can't do what we used to do performance-wise or with our time or with our body or whatever it might be. We're just in a season of different. It's knowing how to leverage athlete brain so then you can accomplish what I like to call as athletic maturity. Pregnancy and postpartum act as a catalyst for athletic maturity if we let it. And this is so, so, so important. And I'm trying to raise Cade so that by the time he's performing in environments and situations that maybe matter a little bit more, he has the athletic maturity to know how to really leverage his comp- his competitiveness, leverage that intensity so that he his self-worth is not caught up in what he does or how he does it or what he looks like because that can be so self-sabotaging. And like, I've been there. I'm sure you've been there. And that can be really hard. I cannot control that process for him. He's going to be on his own you know, journey of discovery. But I want him to discover what I'm teaching 25, 35, 45-year-old peers to do, which is develop some athletic maturity. So that you are not comparing yourself to what you were doing at 25 or what you were doing before you had a baby or what you wish you could do so that you know when and how to leverage your ego so that you know when and how to push yourself, but also when to pause and readjust your expectations and your efforts so that you're not comparing yourself to others or even like a former version of yourself. I want athletes to know how to train for the process and not just a set outcome of winning, right? Like it's truly about the practice. It's about the repetition. It's about enjoying that, not just finally reaching a certain body comp or deadlift number or um, 10K race time, right? It's really enjoying the process of getting there. It's knowing how to manage expectations through different seasons in life because we are going to have various seasons of starting over. We're going to have various seasons of different, of pregnancy, of postpartum, of sickness, of injury, of divorce, of death, of like just setbacks, right? There's just so many different life events and seasons that require us to go about our training and our approach differently. And the sooner we can learn how to manage our approach and our expectations around that, the healthier we will be long-term. I want Cade to be liked and respected as a teammate. And, you know, for people our age to be liked and respected as a mentor or peer because of our attitude and our approach, not just for our abilities, not just because we're winning, but because we're truly a good teammate. We're a good role model. We are a good, empowering person to be around. 
I think it's really important for us as athletes learning to navigate this lifetime of athleticism to try new hobbies and areas of interest so that you actually have well-rounded fitness. You don't have to just identify as a CrossFitter or as a runner or as a power lifter. Those things are all fine. And there's so much to be said for developing versatility and exposure through well-rounded fitness. And most importantly, it's learning how to be healthy from the inside out, where we're prioritizing our mental health, our recovery, our rest, creating sustainable nutrition habits and practices, and doing things that are going to keep us healthy. It's so easy to get in a cycle of pushing and pushing or ignoring and not honoring what our body needs at any given point in time. And again, these are things that I talk to my pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coaches about so that they know how to help their clients. This is something I talk to a variety of athletes that I work with because this is not, this does not come naturally. None of this comes naturally for my very driven, um, competitive athlete brain people. And again, this doesn't have to be high level athletes. This is just people that are wired to be successful and driven. Maybe they're on that like type A spectrum of a personality, but with that, again, carries this a heavy, heavy emotional battle that's usually within themselves. We see this, like we see this, oh God, like with our college athletes that are committing suicide and you're like, wow, but she was so successful and she looked so happy and she had this great team and still that pressure for a variety of reasons, that athlete brain can turn toxic if we don't learn how to adjust it. And that is one maybe more extreme example, but we see this come up with eating disorders that, um, and like body dysmorphia, where there's this strong desire to control what we look like, control what we do. And again, so athlete brain can really exist on this spectrum and knowing how to leverage it to work for you and not against you is something that will serve you through your lifetime. I want my son to experience that leverage (laughs) very early on, very early on, because I know that he has that brain anyway. You can't like just stop having that kind of personality and drive but you can learn to use it differently. You can learn to help it work with you, not against you. It's truly something to embrace. And if you hear about this and you're like, yes, I see that in myself. Yes, I see that in my peers. Yes, I see that uh, with my clients or my own kid. Then it's being able to help them zoom out and not adding pressure, but adding perspective. That's exactly what we have to do because you cannot change this brain, we just have to learn how to work with it. And the problems that we see, again, this is even with some of my professional athletes, is they don't know how to work with it. They're just used to pushing, pushing through, pushing forward, being able like, well, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? Never satisfied. And there's a lot of really positive things to be said for that kind of spirit of like never being satisfied, always wanting more, pushing for more. And also it is not, it doesn't last forever. Because eventually you retire from being a professional athlete or eventually there's sickness or injury or something that kind of sidelines you. Like life has life has a really great way of sidelining you sometimes and kind of force you to take a step back. 
the population that I work with, that can be pregnancy and postpartum where it doesn't sideline you, but it forces you to do things differently. It forces you to look at like your own shit and be able to say like, this is not just, it's not serving me anymore, but it's also not serving my baby that's growing in me or my new baby or my family dynamic that I have now. I need to go about this differently so that I can actually be happy so that I can pursue a lifetime of athleticism. It no longer becomes about, you know, these rigid fitness or performance goals or even aesthetic goals eventually becomes about how can I be happy? How can I pursue fitness in a way that feels good for my body for the season that I'm in? How can I take like who I am and leverage it to be the healthiest version of myself? And that is, it's a tricky path. There's no, it's not straightforward, but again, it's, it's kind of leaning into some of those themes I talked about of just knowing like when and how to leverage that ego, you know, that drive, is it worth it? Sometimes it is. Other times it's not. I'm, I feel like I'm in a really great season right now after a lot of bumps, but knowing like, I actually can be a little bit more competitive with myself now. My time, my time looks different. My capacity looks different now. I don't have a baby in me or dependent on my body for survival. I have a little bit more freedom. I can turn up that athlete brain more, turn up my training more because I'm ready for it. I'm not pushing through injuries because like, what's the point of that? I want to be healthy for the rest of my life. So I'm not training in a way where I'm trying to like push boundaries. I'm, I'm trying new things. I'm not, um, I'm not committed to just one form of fitness. And I've gone through so many different seasons and phases of fitness, like, from being really into triathlons and endurance training to like really into CrossFit to really into like just strength training and like no cardio. And now I love having a variety of, of fitness in my life. I love trying new things. I like using my baseline of fitness and athleticism to keep me healthy, to keep me safe so that I can do jujitsu, so that I can learn to ski, so that I can go wakeboarding and like trust that my body can handle it. That is empowering. And that's ultimately what we all want, whether we can see that right away or not. And honestly, this is why pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coaches play such a powerful role when we're coaching people. Cause it's not just about the X's and O's of like, do this, don't do that during pregnancy or postpartum. It's helping you like leverage your entire approach to who you are, to who you're becoming and what you need right now on behalf of this long-term lifetime of athleticism. That's what we need to be focused on. And pregnancy and postpartum in particular are seasons that can just act as this incredible catalyst for that athletic maturity, where it can give you the perspective that maybe like we didn't get at other points in our life because we were always able to like figure it out or like push through it or wasn't a big enough deal to make adjustments. And that's not everybody's story. Some people have been sidelined for different reasons. Um, before, or they've been forced into a big athletic transition. But for a lot of the people I work with, it really takes becoming a mother to say like, okay, (laughs) I have to work with this athlete brain, with this identity to figure out how it can serve me and not sabotage me. So again, this is exactly what I teach coaches and my coaching certification program. This is a huge theme of messaging throughout the entire pregnancy and postpartum athleticism brand in the pregnancy program and the postpartum program, because this is a huge 
part of it. If we don't address your belief systems and motivations, what you're doing and 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 how you're doing it, and most importantly, why you're doing it, then none of the more tactical pieces of advice are going to matter much, right? There has to be an evolution in approach. There has to be an evolution in belief systems about your worth and who you are outside of what you do. And again, everyone, (laughs) that process looks different for everybody, but there's a huge opportunity to like leverage that athlete brain, discover some more athletic maturity in your approach. And not only will it serve you for the rest of your life, and here's the most important part, (laughs) it will serve your babies. It will serve your babies for the rest of their life. I look around, so like circle back to the beginning of this conversation. I look around when Kate is competing, whether it's baseball or soccer or jujitsu, and I see just different variations of parents out there. There's some parents that are losing their shit on the sidelines. There's one parent at jujitsu, the tournament who his kid lost and he lost like in the, in the finals and he pulls his kid aside. His kid's crying. Again, these are eight, nine-year-old boys. His kid's crying. And his dad says, here's exactly where you went wrong. And he points to his phone and this kid's just sobbing. It's like, that is not the place and the time or the person to be having that conversation, right? Like that is not helping our kids become better athletes. That's hurting them. It's literally hurting them to put that much pressure on our kids. It's literally hurting them to not know how to just be a parent and love them instead of having to talk sport. I am coach mom through and through and through. And because of that, I'm not actually coaching him on sports specific stuff. I'm coaching him on the process. I'm coaching him on how to be an athlete. I'm teaching him how to be a competitor because I understand the perspective of athletic maturity, because I understand what what that will turn into, how that snowballs as he continues to grow with the pressure he's going to get from outside sources. With me, he needs to know I love him and I support him and I'm going to help him learn to be the best possible athlete he can be and try as many different things as he wants to. And then I'm his his supporter and his parent first, because I have a great coaching perspective. That is what we can pass on. If we can address our own shit, because we know, we know what it's like to be that kid. We know what it's like to be that teenager. We know what it's like to like look around and see these parents that are just kind of ruining youth sports for our kids. And it's because of that, that harsh mindset that people don't know how to leverage. They don't know how to zoom out and look at sports and what sports help create, which is that drive, which is that competitiveness, which is that like ability to push hard and be really disciplined. These are all super, super positive things. I want my kids to have that. I know for me that being an athlete and learning every, (laughs) so many lessons through that has translated very well into my success as an adult and my success in business. It's because I know how to compete. It's because I know how to be disciplined. It's because I know how to work with a team. These are all positive traits. So there's nothing wrong with raising your kid in a sport culture, but there's a lot wrong if we're not coming at it from this angle of how are we helping him develop athletic maturity and perspective through this process so that these traits serve him and don't sabotage him. So yeah, we have that conversation with ourselves. We have that conversation with our clients. 
And the evolution of this is that we're going to be having that conversation with our kids. And I'm telling you that because I'm living it right now. And it is such an opportunity. It is such a blessing. And I'm grateful because, again, I can see what life is like for these kids 25 years later. You know, like if they don't have other ways of managing the pressure that they put on themselves, that competitiveness, that drive, that pushing, got to leverage that. So for our babies, it can start young. For a lot of us, it starts in pregnancy and postpartum. For others, we learn it later. We learn it when we like have to, right? When we get sidelined by another kind of life event. But it all ties together. This is a strong trait. Athlete brain is a strong trait that runs through and through, shows up in a variety of different ways. And we have a huge opportunity to work with it and understand it, know that it's a huge part of the sport performance and health culture. And when we know that, then it, and we can address that, it's going to make navigating our training and our choices and our experiences so much more rewarding and most importantly, so much more sustainable. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope it resonated. If you are interested in becoming a pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, my certification opens enrollment in April. And I would love to have you get on the wait list, which will be linked in the show notes. And if there's anything that you really loved about this episode, I would love it if you could leave a review. Again, thank you so much for listening and for helping to continue this conversation and get it out there. Hey everyone, if you have listened to this podcast and ever thought about wanting to learn more, becoming who you needed, or helping your clients train well during pregnancy and postpartum so they can pursue a lifetime of athleticism, I want to invite you to join the team of international coaches by becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. Enrollment is currently closed, but you can get on the wait list by using this link www.briannabattles.com slash waitlist. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Practice Brave podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and help us spread the work we are doing to improve the overall information and messaging in the fitness industry and beyond. Now, if you are pregnant and you are looking for a trustworthy exercise program to follow, I have you covered. The Pregnant Athlete Training Program is a well-rounded program for pregnancy with workouts for each week that are appropriate for your changing body. That's 36 weeks of workouts, three to four workouts each week, and tons of guidance on exercise strategy. We also have an at-home version of that program. If you are postpartum and you're looking for an exercise program to follow, the eight-week postpartum athlete training program would be a really great way to help bridge the gap between rehab and the fitness you actually want to do. From there, we have the Practice Brave Fitness Program, which is an ongoing strength conditioning program where you get new workouts each week and have a lot of guidance from myself and my co-coach, Heather Osby. This is the only way that I'm really offering ongoing coaching at this point in time. If you have ever considered becoming a certified pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach, I would love to have you join us. Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism is a self-paced online certification course that will up-level your coaching skills and help connect the dots between pelvic health and long-term athletic performance, especially during pregnancy and postpartum. Become who you needed and become who your online and local community needs by becoming a certified 
pregnancy and postpartum athleticism coach. Thank you again for listening to the Practice Brave podcast. I appreciate you. And please help me continue spreading this messaging, this information, and this work. Thank you.